where your money goes is the best indication. That's probably why the Bible mentions it so often mm -hmm. of where your heart is. Um, you know, as a parent, you want to take care of your children. So there's importance on wealth and prosperity for their sake, for their opportunity, for their safety, mostly. Mm -hmm. um, and then outside of that, for me, it, it was a really, really pivotal moment with my family and my wife when I decided that we were going to tithe. And it was, the conversation was rocky because it was like, wow, we weren't very well off at the time. And we mm -hmm. had a lot of other things we could do with that money. And we had a ch uh, one child and one on the way. And we're like, ah. Oh. And it was just the feeling of in, in prayer, I'm like, hey, what should I do about this situation? And all of a sudden it was just like, hey, just like stop holding on so tight because you can't accept anything if right. your hands are closed, like mm -hmm. you're just squeezing what you have. And a lot of it is less about, oh, I'm going to, you know, write a big check for the church and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And mo most of it is about I'm going to prove to myself and to God that I have a willingness to let go of my control Mm -hmm. over my life and over all circumstances right and submit in a way joyfully it's not like oh like what could, like you give the money and then you're like oh no i could have like, done this and this and this what could i have it's like man this feels great mm -hmm. this feels great because because if i can give away you know that money then that means money doesn't have any power over me yeah i'm not beholden to anything that i get yeah and it, it comes back to the relationship first mm -hmm. like where is my personal relationship with that with god if that's right. the that's the center of my life then everything outside of that just begins to flow right from there so if 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 you feel like you need to give a million dollars to whatever then go give it but if you don't i'm still consistently giving right to my church this does not have a hold on me and yep. and then you go out into the marketplace and then it becomes like okay well god is holding me accountable for how what strategies i take within my business for this money right you know am i like am i gonna be honorable with my taxes right or am i not yeah right like, honest cool yeah mm -hmm. if you're if cool if you could find like a loophole or whatever like i get it yeah you right. know there's there's always that aspect right. of business of where you're trying to figure out you know how does that work but there's an the ethics end, at the end of the day code yeah even if it's legal for me to take this loophole for my business if the holy spirit convicts me and says hey I won't, I don't want you to take that. I want you to pay that. Yeah. You're going to pay those taxes this year. I know you usually use this guy so that you don't have to, but you're, you're going to pay those taxes this yeah. year. If God, if God does that for you, the Holy Spirit whispers that to you. Will you honor it or right. will you be like, but, but why would we do yes. that? Everybody else. And those are the things where I feel it's like different for everyone. Yep. And I think that's where through what we're doing, it'll mm. truly begin to change people's hearts and minds yeah. of just how they how they view money and right. then how they view the church and how the church deals with money yep. and i mean it's gonna for us it's gonna be a big thing because mm. we're entrepreneurs yeah yeah <laughs> that's right like, money we, we deal with people who make money yeah. so we can't we cannot turn a blind eye to it mm -hmm. and just be like well you know, it's in there and God talks about yeah. it. it's like nah man you make a lot of it right now we need to deal with it because mm -hmm. if not you're you're going to continuously compromise yourself in whatever business venture you go right. into as a slave to money yep. instead of the other way around. 
And that's probably why it's in the Bible so so much and so often. You know? It's almost like he knew we were going to start with. Yeah, one right. Day. And we're going to need plenty <laughs> of material yeah. about what to talk about and, and what to do. Well, and you know what? Uh, another interesting thing, like for people that are like, what do you mean hear the Holy Spirit whisper? And what do you mean you hear God? And what do you, there's a, for me, that's mm -hmm. how I used to feel. I'd, mm -hmm. I'd be like, man, I, I mean, I wish I heard something. Yeah. I don't hear anything. I, I don't. Like, what are people talking about? I would get frustrated and skeptical and be like, maybe I'm just like, well, maybe they're crazy or maybe I'm just not chosen or like maybe. You know, I'm trying to go crazy like them because I'm listening. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that's why I brought up that book, The God You Never Knew mm -hmm. and Acts and just the study we did on the Holy Spirit because it was so impactful for me to, to realize the work that it takes from our, our side um, to invite that conversation and mm -hmm. to begin to have some sort of discernment as to whether or not it's God's voice or whether it's your voice, whether it's your conscience, whether, mm -hmm. you know, everyone wants to have a black and white um, translation of like, oh, yep, that was God because I heard it from the clouds and mm -hmm. now I know what to do. Yep. And so often now it's so apparent, uh, how God speaks in all sorts of different ways to all sorts of different people. And, and you, you just won't be able to hear it unless you do the work to reach out to him, you know, mm -hmm. pick up your Bible and pray and spend time. Just, you know, if you've never done it before, it would look something like, Hey God, I'm interested in having a conversation with you. Yeah. Can, can we start to work on this relationship? Can we, can we start to talk? Yeah. Can we start yeah. to talk? You know, it's, uh, and it evolves. Have you ever been, uh, well, have you ever? I know you have. Yeah. Because you're always out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. I even yelled at you recently about <laughs> jumping off of cliffs in, in Canada, wasting my, wasting my prayers on your back <laughs> yeah. and you're willingly hurting yourself. Uh, but um, you ever been in the woods and you're listening and you can hear everything. Mm -hmm. And then there's that one thing, like you hear the, you hear the wind, you hear the birds, you hear something kind of rustling. If mm -hmm. there's water, you hear it. Now you're hearing all of these things, right? But there's that one thing that you just kind of like, what is that? Yeah. And then you're all this other stuff is still going on. You can still hear it, right. but you're just like zoning in on this one thing. Yep. And that's kind of how it is for me, like with the Holy Spirit. Like my mind is going. Whatever I've been reading about a particular topic is going. Mm -hmm. Things that I've seen in the Bible, other perspectives that people have given me. Right. Like it's not an absence of all of these other voices that are in life. It's really just me stopping long enough to one, identify mm -hmm. which voices are what. And then when I'm like, Oh, that's God. Yeah. Cause he's, he's whispering, but it's not a man. I need all the rest of these things to go quiet. Right. It's like, no, I don't, that's not logical for it's me. It's a feeling and a message that pierces through everything it's else like, that's going on. That's it. Yeah. And then I confirm it with scripture. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm that was God. And then you act on it. Correct. For me, that was the biggest thing. It's like discernment only comes when you start to take action on what you think God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. It's just like a coach or a drumming. Imagine that your drumming instructor being like, yeah, so, you know, you're just going to play it like this. And he showed you how to play it. And you're like, okay, thanks. And then you go home and never play it. <laughs> and never do it. You know, it's like, like was he a good teacher or did you learn something? Maybe a little bit. Maybe you learned something. 
you learned what your instructor wants you to do, but you never actually, you never learned how to do it. Right. And so for me, that was the big leap of like, oh yeah, like I'm a pretty adventurous, fearless dude from Mm -hmm. on the outside, but deep down, I was always terrified to take leaps of faith on things that God wanted me to do. Um, it's this, it's like a example would be like when you walk by somebody and you know, you have this feeling like, oh, I should say something to them. Mm-hmm. Just, I should just lift their day up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going, bud? Or give a homeless person some food or anything little like that. And you get this like burning in your chest, you know, out of nowhere. And you're like, sometimes you don't do it. Yeah. You just, and then you're like, ah, I feel like a coward. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? That doesn't make any sense. I'm not a lunatic. And if I'm feeling that most people probably have mm-hmm. times where they feel that. For me, that's a way, one way that I hear what God wants for for me and for my life. And the easiest way to turn off God's voice in your life is to not take action on the things that you think he wants you to do. Yeah. So if you start just experimenting with that, uh, it's a long road. But for me and in, in my walk, that's been something that's changed my life. It's changed our life. It's part of why we came out to Vegas. And how we got here. I remember that. You know? Because <laughs> I remember, uh, uh, I believe, like, I've seen you in the office, but when Weston introduced you yeah. to me, that's when I really started like, okay, so, yeah, you have been here for a while. Right. Okay, I've seen you every every couple months. Yeah. I've seen you here. <laughs> and then when you were when you were here for like a couple, a few weeks yep. with Ryan, and you're like, yeah, I think about moving my family here. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't see you. And then you were back and you're like, <laughs> I, moved, I moved my family. <laughs> yeah. Like a month later, I, w- I went home and I told my wife and she was like, what? And I was yeah. like, all right, so uh, the trailer will be here in two weeks yep. and then we're going to be here. And I'm like, okay, wow. He really, he really, moved, he moved on that, man. 